Right, so we're now live. I'm just waiting for the guests to come on. Right, so she should be joining in a minute. And then we can get the ball rolling. Um, so yeah, obviously JV Podcast, I've got a new YouTube channel. Um, it's just started. And basically, uh, the reason why I had to uh, erase my old YouTube channel is it got compromised. So if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, go check it out. It is the JB Podcast on YouTube. Um, I'm slowly posting videos back up there, um, but these new videos will be coming on um, as soon as they're done, basically. So as soon as we're done here, I'll get this video up on YouTube as well. So that's just uh, letting everyone know what's going on. Um, let's go. So we're going to accept the quest. Fingers crossed my audio is all good. Just waiting for the, uh, the connection and we'll get the ball rolling. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Uh, you can hear me okay? Yeah, can you hear me okay? Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, thank you for coming on today and, and taking the time to talk to me, basically. Of course, my pleasure. Because uh, I've got no doubt that you're probably super busy with all the Power Ab stuff and training and online coaching and all of that stuff, even though we're housebound lockdown at the moment. Yeah. It's, you know, equally as busy, just kind of shifted focus, shifted things around a little bit. But, you know, when there's a will, there's a way. And it's cool, like, people are continuing to get fitness in and take care of themselves, even though, obviously, the change of scenery is a little bit different. Um, but it's been cool just, you know, having to make shifts on the fly and have people work out at home. And I've been doing more lives and things with people, which has been a lot of fun. And obviously, you're not in direct contact with people, but... It's cool that we have the platform of, you know, Instagram and Facebook and the internet just to stay connected to other people in such a crazy time. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that. Um, so for those that obviously don't know uh, maybe about your journey and your story and your background, explain obviously who you are and your journey and everything you've been doing, really. Cool. So, yeah, my name's Carrie Pierce. Um, currently, I'm the fifth fittest woman on earth and the fittest American female. Uh, I do, I'm a professional CrossFit athlete. So that's how I was, uh, that's how I earned those titles. Um, I, my background, I started gymnastics at the age of three, did that for 18 years, uh, finished my journey at the university of Michigan competing in college for gymnastics. Um, then after that got involved in some weightlifting, did a competition, did a physique show as well, and then did a little bit of powerlifting before I found CrossFit. Uh, one of my good friends in college, my former teammates, had been to the CrossFit Games a couple of times on a team, and she's like, Carrie, you should do CrossFit. You should do CrossFit. I'm like, no, like, I've done gymnastics. I'm over it. And she's like, it's not like you're tumbling gymnastics, the gymnastics you're used to. It's handstands and pull-ups and, like, bodyweight things. And I'm like, just after 18 years, I was burned out from it. And I'm like, no, that's – I don't – I don't want to do CrossFit. And then I remember one day, because I was personal training um, during this time as well. And one day ESPN had the CrossFit games on. So I finished all of my training. I was training for a powerlifting competition at the time. And I laid down a yoga mat and I just sat and watched the CrossFit games. And I'm like, that actually is really cool. I think I could be pretty good at that. And so I ended up contacting my friend be like, okay, fine. You were right. I should have listened to you sooner, but I want to start this CrossFit thing. So... Uh, back in November 2014, after I did my powerlifting meet, I decided that I would give CrossFit a try and been doing it ever since. So about five, five and a half years now. 
Wow, that's mad, isn't it? Like the journey. Does it feel like five and a half years or not so much? No, not at all. I like think about because like sometimes my coach will have me like redo workouts. I'm like, oh, that just felt like yet like from 2016 or 2015. I'm like, it just felt like yesterday. Some of them like, especially because they're in California and then got moved to Madison. And some of them just kind of like blend together. And you're like, was that 2016 or 2017? Just because time flies. And I mean, it's cool, like, obviously retesting workouts and things because it shows how much fitter I've gotten. And even like, I was like, back in 2016, I thought I was super fit. And then now I do a 12 minute workout and I do it in 11 minutes. And you're like, it's crazy that everyone just becomes fitter and fitter and stronger. Um, but that's a cool part of the journey as well. Yeah. So when you started CrossFit, was it like hard for you to adapt mentally and physically as well to be at the level you're at? Or did you kind of enter and was automatically kind of competing? Because there is obviously that mental aspect to it as well, which a lot of people kind of sometimes brush under the rug. But when you're seeing people doing rounds for 20 minutes, there's definitely a mental edge there where you've got to keep going because a lot of people will break after seven minutes, four minutes even, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I definitely think there's a lot bigger mental aspect, like you said, than people give credit. And I think that's part of being so successful. Like a lot of people can go to the gym, they can go through the movements, they can do the same workouts that I do, but it's the intensity that I work out at and just the consistency, which does come down to mental, like day in and day out of the gym. Like you have to build, just like training your body, you have to train your mind to go into, you know, that pain cave or just the 90% heart rate zone and just try and like 85 to 90% heart rate zone and maintain it. Cause it's not going to be comfortable. Um, but I think part of the mental aspect for me comes from gymnastics. Um, so like I said, I started at a super young age and I started competing at five years old. So I'm used to being in front of people and I'm just such a competitive person in everything, like things I shouldn't be competitive in, I'm competitive in, um, which I th is a blessing and a curse, but it definitely helps. Yeah with CrossFit because when I'm out on that competition floor, I'm willing to go through as much pain, if not more pain than other people just to win the workout or to get a few seconds faster or get another round or whatever it takes. But I agree that you need to train your mind just as you train your body. And that's the only way to take your body to that professional level to be at the top. And I actually have a workout notebook that I like write everything down in and it was a gift from a friend and the quote that she put on the front was your body will only go where your mind takes it and it's true because it's like your body you can be super fit but you're not going to get to that next level and you're not going to continue to get fitter unless your mind is right there with you mm. yeah it's mad like how much the the body will start well your mind will start to give out but your body will keep going and then yeah. as soon as you've got that mind right you can keep pushing and keep going and keep going and keep going. It's, I think, always an interesting aspect in in people where they quit too early and you're kind of like, just give me, give me five more. And then they'll do those five more and you're like, you know, you shouldn't have quit when you quit, basically, because now we know we can get another five more and another five more. And I mm. think fundamentally we can keep, you know, we can pretty much keep going. Um, for well you're seeing it with a lot of crossfit athletes you know they can literally just keep going and keep going and keep going so i think that's kind of inspirational for a lot of people when you watch the types of workouts that you know crossfit athletes are doing and mm -hmm. 
can kind of use that as like, well, you know, I can push my body to this extreme. Yeah. And I think one perfect example of that is when we had to do the marathon row at the games. And before, like, the longest row I had ever done was a 10K. And I'm like, there's – how am I going to be able to do – it's four times as long a marathon row is. I'm like, how am I ever going to be able to do that? And you just get on the rower. And, I mean, being surrounded by the 40 fittest women and fittest men in the world obviously is super motivation. Um, but you have to know that, like, all those other males and females are there because they're – obviously physically fit but also very mentally fit because I wouldn't stand my coach was like we're gonna stand up every 10k and rest and 10k passes no one stood up I was like I can't be the first person to stand up and then another 10k and I think there was like one athlete that stood up I was like okay and then there was like a couple others I'm like okay now I can like stand up and shake it out but I know like those other girls like mentally were on the same level like and some of them were probably like no matter how bad it hurts, I'm not going to stand up. Whereas if you get, a, you get a lot of other people that can be very fit, but they're like, no, there's no way I'm going to sit on that rower for three hours. My, my time will never forget it. Three hours, 12 minutes and one second. Um, and I stood up once and regretted it right after I did because everything's like your hip flexors are super tight. You just get out of the rhythm. Um, yeah. But especially events like that are just physically grueling, but even more so mentally. How do you track your progression? Like, obviously, I know in performance terms, like, the times are better, but about, like, recovery as well. Because, obviously, I assume when you first started training, you weren't doing as intense training sessions now. Do you, like, log it or is your coach monitoring it, heart rate monitors, things like that? So, a little bit of both, um, or all of that you mentioned. Um, when I started CrossFit, I used a heart rate monitor, and I trained with a competition team, and we all had our heart rate, like we had a big screen, um, like we had our gym and then there was a big screen in the front and it would show where everybody's heart rate was during the entire workout. So like all of our strength stuff, our accessory, and then obviously the Metcon. So we tracked heart rate just to see, you know, how far you were pushing. And we did a few, like some workouts we would do that were strictly heart rate based. So it's like, okay, you, I don't want your percentage max heart rate to go above 90. If it goes above 90, you need to stop. You need to rest, wait till it gets back down to 85 and then continue to go. Um, so we did some workouts like that just to kind of like gauge where you're at. So you know what 85% feels like, what 90% feels like, and then even what like 80% feel, feels like, or like you get up to 95% just so you know what that feels like. So when you get into a competition, you're like going, you're like, okay, this is 85%. I can hold this for a while. 90%. Okay. It's, it's getting tough. Because sometimes you feel like you're working hard. Your heart rate's at like 82%. You're like, that can't be right. And then there's other times where you're like, okay, I'm good. And you're like in the red zone. You're like 92. And you're like, oops. Um, and so that was a big part of training, especially when I started CrossFit, to kind of figure out my body and figure out pacing and everything. And then after I got used to it, I used it for about a year and a half and then stopped uh, with that because I feel like I just kind of learned to know my body well. I wear a whoop strap. Uh, to now which measures my heart rate throughout the day so after I do a workout then I can go back and I can look and be like okay where was my heart rate during that how did I feel kind of evaluate from there um just you know so I can know how hard I'm pushing in whether it's like running intervals like 800s or 400s just kind of see where my heart rate is uh, and then also see how fast it drops and how well I'm recovering between intervals um and then as far as training I have a coach who writes all my programming we have a google doc together so 
after I do the workouts and I fill in the Google Doc uh, for him because he loves he loves being able to like see it and he's old school so he just likes having it on the dock and having everything there. I know there's like newer apps that people use um, to track things, but he likes so that if I see it and he's like, oh, well, four weeks ago we did this workout. Let's see what you got or whatever it is. Um, but I like having my own notebook because I don't like carrying my phone around with me when I train. And if I have it all on my phone, then when I look at my phone, I get distracted from a text or whatever else. And so mm -hmm. I just like every once in a while video, like I have a weightlifting coach. So I'll have my phone to video for him um, or even my CrossFit coach. If he wants to see videos of something, um, then I'll carry my phone with me and have the videos. But I like not having my phone because I realized it just distracts me. So like I said, I have that notebook that I just track everything in um, day in and day out to kind of see where things are going. And I write like little notes, like ouch that hurt, or like this was the limiting factor in this workout, or today was great, or today my left shoulder was a little funky, like just little notes too, or how I break things up in workouts, just so in competition, I know what strategies I have as well. Yeah, cool. Um, like, <clears throat> as well as that, do you say your heart rate to understand where maybe you are not as good at like a certain element so for example obviously handstands uh, handstand push-ups your heart rate might not increase as much as it is when you're doing the rowing machine or you know snatches or anything like that kind of any sort of movement do you use your heart rate for that as well like oh, okay my heart rate peaked a lot here this is obviously an area that i'm not necessarily as strong in whereas i was quite comfortable here yeah, no, definitely. Um, and that's one thing, like having the whoop thing, when I first got it and I was doing running workouts, I was just like, my strain is always so high. My heart rate is so high with running. And then also rowing, it gets up there. And I do like skier, and I'm like, I thought that was a really hard workout, but my heart rate just doesn't get as high. And I think part of it too, like you have to take into consideration, it's measuring your heart rate. So like during skier, like my lats and triceps, sometimes start to give before my lungs. And so it's like mm -hmm. kind of, you know, finding that balance of the muscular fatigue versus like your lung capacity and your heart rate. Um, but yeah, it's definitely helpful. And there, it's funny you're saying that because it reminds me of for a little uh, period in time, there was a, a chunk of training that my coach, he would have us me do like certain movements. So I was like rowing, go rowing until your heart rate's at 90%. Then I want you to jump off and then give me a max effort set up handstand push-ups just so that you can feel what it's like when you're completely out of breath and then going to the handstand push-ups. And so like you can't breathe and your core is like all over the place. So that's just like a different element of training. Because if I go to do a regular max set of handstand push-ups, say I get like 40 reps. And then when I go after I've done rowing and I can only get 20 because I like can't breathe and everything's like starting to give out, you need to know what you can push um for different workouts in crossfit and then we also did things like shuttle sprints until 90 percent, and then max muscle ups um so there's there's just so much in crossfit to like practice training and i think like you said heart rate definitely is a good tool to use and i use it sometimes but probably not as much as i should yeah do you use um video footage at all as well for like technique work or anything like that to because obviously technique is important for the movements and stuff you know, reduce an injury as well, one of those things. Yeah, I definitely do. And that's something me and my coach, we go back and forth every once in a while. He's always, because when he wants to see, like, 
I work with my coach uh, usually two times a week. Um, and so days like that, I'm not with him and he wants to see what something looks like. He has to make sure that he writes video this for me, please. Because if he doesn't write video it for me, then he knows I'm not going to video. Because like I said, I, I try to leave my phones away, uh, my phone away from me. But every once in a while, I know it's super helpful to just have the video footage of certain things, especially when I start, I have, I started working with a newer coach. And when I started working with him, we were changing around my technique, especially for things like ring muscle ups. So it's like, make sure you video this. And like I said, I have a weightlifting coach as well. And so he's like, okay, I want to see what your snatches look like today or your cleans. So I have to make sure that I am videoing that because like you said, it's super helpful. And it's when my coaches can't be there directly with me, it's nice just having video and taking it and then sending. And then also if I'm taking it for them, then I'm more likely to watch it myself. And, you know, sometimes you feel certain things and then you watch a video and you see other things. And yeah. so it's not always what it feels. And so it's good to have that video feedback instantly. Um, and then usually my coaches are very good about like messaging me back right away just so I can make changes on the fly. But it's like I said, it's also good just to have it for myself and to watch uh, for feedback. Mm. So what advice would you give to someone that's just starting their CrossFit journey? Like any sort of basic stuff, you know, keep going if they want to compete or some people just like to do it for, for the fitness element. Yeah. I think the number one thing that I can't emphasize enough is be patient um, because CrossFit has so many different elements and things to learn and things to do your first day. You're not going to have all of the movements. And I remember when I started CrossFit, I had the extensive gymnastics background. So I could do like the strict pull-ups, the strict handstand push-ups, but I didn't know how to kit or how to butterfly or any of that. And even, double unders it took me a while to get and I didn't I didn't have double unders when I started and my coach made me do them every day because it's one of those movements that you know isn't going to go anywhere and I remember my first open I was trying to do double unders and my judge was just like I felt so bad for you because there was it was with muscle ups and wall balls like muscle ups are such a high skilled movement that not a lot of people can do and I flew through the muscle ups did the wall balls fine and then I was on double unders and a set of 100, you know, takes, well, me now, about a minute. And back then, 100 took probably two to two and a half minutes because I just kept tripping. And so just be patient. And it's more important to learn. You'll hear this over and over again. But people always want to pass through it. Uh, focus on the technique of your lifting stuff before adding too much weight. And I learned that the hard way because I started lifting and threw weight on the bar and then had to go back and relearn. And I started working with actually a new weightlifting coach of eh, less than a year ago, like probably six months ago. And so I'm kind of relearning my clean uh, because like I said, a lot of people want to push the weight and that's not what you want. You want to learn the correct technique for the lifting. Um, that doesn't mean like squats and things you can, you know, push the limit and go a little heavier if your form is sufficient and if you have the proper mobility. Um, but definitely focus on the technique movements for weightlifting and then and then the gymnastic stuff focus on strict before you do any kipping butterfly movements this will just ensure that you stay healthy and then also that you're strong enough to do the kipping and butterfly like when i started crossfit i could do i don't, I don't know exact number but like 20 strict pull-ups unbroken and then i learned how to do butterfly and i was able to do like 40 45 pull-ups unbroken from that just because i had the body weight strength for that so focus on the strict strength be patient with yourself. If you don't learn skills right away, 
don't worry about it. It'll come. Just make sure you're practicing and focus on the technique of the weightlifting. I think that's some, some great advice there for, for newbies, definitely. Um, hopefully anyone that is new to CrossFit that's listening in can obviously take that and um, that mental aspect as well. Because sometimes people can get slightly defeated or even overconfident and think, yeah, I'm so good. And I think it's good to, to find that middle ground and take those words of advice and use them in, in the appropriate way. Um, yeah. Do you find it easy to like have downtime or do you always have to be active? Because a lot of people who I've spoken to are, who are like, highly competitive, they find it quite hard to relax and switch off. They're always thinking, I'm, I'm doing this, so I need to get this paperwork done, file this, work out then. It's always like, go, 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 go. So I was wondering if, it, if that's kind of the same for yourself or can you just Netflix and chill and relax and just all those other little things that you can do to yeah, switch no, off? That, yeah. That's actually a great, great question. Um, because five years ago, I could not figure out how to shut it off. And I would be like, going, 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 what can I do next? What can I do? Like, even in training, I'd be like, I like ask my coach, like, what else can I do? What else? And he's like, rest, recover. And I'm like, no, like, I need to do something else. And he's like, you need to rest, go cook some food, like do some, even one day, he was like, go learn how to play the trumpet. I don't care. Like, do something like, outside of the gym, like, you need to like, shut your brain off, get it away from fitness, just because like, at the beginning, I was just like, so focused, like, this is so new, so cool, whatever. Um, and then I feel like each year, I kind of learn how to shut it off a little bit more. I'm still not as good as I should be. But it's like, okay, there every Sunday night, for sure, I just like shut everything down. And I watch a movie and I just kind of like, chill. Um, because I realize that's equally as important, like the recovery aspect is equally as important as the training. And there's been times where I don't focus enough on my recovery and I'm like, go, go, go. And then I realized like my training, the, my performance decreases. And that's because recovery is equally as important. You can only push your body as hard in the, in the gym as you're willing to let it recover. So, you know, they say muscles are broken down in the gym and then they're built back up when you're sleeping and obviously proper nutrition and everything like that. Um, which like I said, at first was very hard for me to learn because I just wanted to go, go, go. But over the years, you realize how important it is. And for a while, I was training seven days a week. And then I started working with a new coach about a year and a half ago. And he's like, no, like Sunday, you are out of the gym. You are not going in there. I need you to take a break mentally as well as physically. And I've realized that that just, it really helps me want to go back to the gym on Monday. Like when you're training seven days a week, sometimes it's hard, like, you know, find that motivation, especially at the beginning mm -hmm. of the week to go back and when I'm away from the gym on Sunday and I get everything else that I need to do. And then just like you, like you said, just relax and chill and watch some movies. Um, take, I usually like to take Epsom salt baths at night and I take usually two or three on Sundays just to relax, maybe go for a little stroll. Uh, I live in New York city. So maybe just like sit by the water, chill out. Um, just cause you need to let your mind recover just like your body. So yeah, it's, exactly. it's hard sometimes, but I've gotten better at it. Yeah, I mean, um, that's the risk as well, isn't it? Like overtraining and seeing that decrease in your performance, which a lot of like people, even just normal training in the gym, they're there seven days a week. And I'm like, you need to like allow your, your body to recover. And they're like, yeah, but I'm not training my upper body today. I'm training my lower body. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like you need to just full on chill, relax, because your performances are going to, if you allow yourself to recover, your performances are going to get better. 
there's been times where I've trained all the time and then I've had like two weeks off and I'm like, I actually feel a lot bigger and a lot more pumped and like, I'm ready, I'm ready to go. Like, let's go. And I'm like lifting heavier and things like that because I've had that, that rest break. I'm hitting PBs and so on, on, on bench pressing and squats and so forth. So yeah, I think that I'm glad that you can kind of relate to that point of struggling to shut off, but understanding that it is important because I don't think a lot of people grasp that. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's, I've, a lot of people always ask me like, what's your training schedule when, when you take off and everything. And like I said, the Sunday has been a huge game changer. Cause then Monday you're like, you want to go back and people are like, how do you get like motivated? I'm like, well, part of it is, you know, taking that time off. And that's cool that you say too, like after taking like a couple weeks off, you feel better. You want to get back into the gym because you need download week or deload weeks every once in a while. And a lot of people don't want to take them. So they're like, that time away from the gym, I'm going to get weak. Like what's going to happen? I think some people are struggling with that right now too. Um, so like, I can't lift heavy in the gym. It's like, you're not going to lose it as fast as you think. And a lot of people train so hard so much. Sometimes it's good to have like a force recovery for your body. Yeah. And I think as well, people can use the time like to plan and prepare what they're going to be doing when they're training. They kind of sometimes forget that aspect. And I'm kind of like, what are you training for? And they're like, oh, I just want to get bigger. And it's like, yeah, but how are you going to get bigger? Like, what's, what's your steps? You need to go home, plan this, work out your calories, your intakes and your macros and things like that to achieve your goal, not just turn up and lift weight. I mean, that's, that's part yeah. of it. But have, if you don't have a plan, you're never going to kind of hit that successful point because you're constantly going to get to a point, drop back down, not really know where you're going. I think that's uh, quite like, even the same with you, you know, you've got plans in place for, I, I assume, weekly, monthly even. I mean, I'm sure your coach knows what he wants to do with you over a set period of time to get you from A to B to C to D. So then you're competition ready and you know yourself, I'm ready for this, like I'm prepared. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And like you said, it's more than just the training. It's, it is training. And then it's also the recovery and the nutrition and even like things like mobility and stuff that come into play that people don't think about. They just think about all the time in the gym, but it's like, what about the other, I mean, say you train two hours a day. What about the other 22 hours of the day? What are you doing with? You know, those are equally as important as the time that you're pushing yourself in the gym. Mm. So um, obviously you've, you started power apps um that is the correct name for it right i'm i'm yep. pretty sure thank god for that i thought i've, I've made an absolute howler here um so yeah you started power abs tell me why you started it like what was your kind of idea going how comes you wanted to move into that direction and start offering online training and programs and so on yeah so i actually started power abs a little over a year ago so last january um, and basically I started it because, uh, one of the ladies, cause well, at first I was working on for CrossFit gymnastics stuff cause my gymnastics background is extensive and you know, that's where a lot of people struggle in CrossFit. And then one of the ladies that I work with, she's like, my husband is obsessed with your abs. How did you get those abs? I'm like, well, you know, the many years of gymnastics, we did tons of ab and forework and it's just, you know, a lot of different challenging movements than what people do in the gyms nowadays. So I thought it would be cool to come up with a program that's based on my 18 years of gymnastics background to help people get stronger cores, get better looking abs. Um, and like I said, it's been a year and a half and it's 
continuing to go better and better. Um, and I mean, with the quarantine, a lot of people have jumped on it because it's 10 minutes a day, five days a week. So I wanted to make a program that could be like easily added on to whatever else other people are doing or just some people just do it as their only workouts. It's 10 minutes. It's, it's intense. Um, and people have had great results. And like I said, it's over a year and a half and it's getting better and better. And people have either told me like, they've noticed stronger core, they're PRing your lifts. Um, they're doing more toes bar if they're in CrossFit. They just feel a stronger core. I've even had some people talk about reduced back pain. Like this guy who rides hundreds of miles on his bike a week was like, the only thing I could think about today when I was riding my bike is that I no longer have back pain. He's like, this means the world to me. So I've had a lot of positive feedback, which is just like so cool. And then, you know, people are like, oh, my abs are popping. I had a lady message me the other day, like I never thought I would see my abs in my life and now I am. And so it's just whether you're looking, you know, for a stronger core, less back pain, better looking abs, whatever. Um, it's, it's just been really cool to see an experience. And I've been doing live workouts uh, during this quarantine time. And it's cool to like, get to share that with everybody just you know we're all like if you're fitnessing at home then it's better to do with other people than by yourself so it's something mm -hmm. that has helped keep me motivated as well as a lot of other people so it's been really cool uh, just to see the brand grow and more and more people do it around the world i think as well people sometimes don't appreciate how important the core is for a lot of movements so even your lifts, that core strength is so important, you know, because obviously, like you said, the reduced back pain was probably because he's fixed and he fixed his core and started activating his core and using it. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I have a lack of core at the moment, but I'm working on it. And because I've got a lack of core, my hip flexors are tight. My hamstrings are tight. I've got shit posture. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, I need to really focus this in. And then, start working out and improving it and strengthening them as well. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, that's a cool thing to do. And I'm, I'm glad that you're getting obviously great results and great responses from people. Cause that's going to help bolster your portfolio even more. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's cool. Like, cause I have, you know, all the training and everything. And then it's cool. Like kind of taking a break from my training and then focus on, you know, the ab stuff with other people and just kind of getting to experience success with, you know, people that, I mean, some people that I know, like that have been my friends or whatever before doing it, or even like random people throughout the world, just like messaging me. And it's, it's just so cool. It's been an awesome experience and I'm looking forward to it continuing to grow. Without giving too much away, obviously, because people can come to you to get the Power Abs program and so forth. But what's the sort of processes and steps with it? And what do you sort of offer? What was the last part that you said? Uh, what do you offer as well? So like, what are the processes, like the steps? Is it daily, weekly, monthly, and yeah. then? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, so right now we have, I have a Power Hours program. It's 30 days. It's five days a week, 10 minutes a day. And the original Power Hours program is level one and two. So one is for very beginners. If you don't train your core at all, you barely even work out, that's for you because it's, very beginner, very basic. And then in that same program, there's also level two. So if you're a little more advanced, you train your core, then that's perfect for you. And what's cool about the program too, is you can do level one or level two, or you can do a combination of both. 
And so some people can do some of the moves for level one, but not quite level two. Um, and so it's up to you if you want to do one or two or half one, half two. Um, and so that's the first program. And then I also have a summer powerhouse program, which is designed to get you ready for summer. Um, and so it has level one, two, and three. So it has one, you know, the beginner basic, and then two, which is a little more advanced. And then three, which is, you got to be, you got to have a really strong core and dedication and everything to do level three. Um, and mm. then after that, I also have extreme power abs, which is level three and four. So that's for, you know, the people that have done power abs and want more of a challenge, or if you finish summer power abs and you want a further challenge, or if you're, you know, a solid athlete and you train your core a lot and you want, you think that you're ready, you know, to step up your core game, then extreme power abs. And then the last uh, abs program that I have is partner power abs. So if you have somebody that you can commit 30 days to doing the workouts, like I said, five days a week, 10 minutes a day, then you can ha uh, do partner power abs because it, it's helpful to have somebody else keep you accountable. Um, and that's something that people have said with the program that they like having it because a lot of people don't like working their core, but the power abs program keeps them accountable. Um, and they're all like, the basic power abs program, I have a link in my Instagram bio for it. Um, but all of them are available at Pierce, P-E-A-R-C-E, pointers, P-O-I-N-T-E-R-S, dot com slash store. So it's all of my power abs program. And then I also like a little something different. I have a first pull-up program. So if people don't have a pull-up and they want to get their pull-up, it's also a 30-day program, 10 minutes a day, five days a week that's designed to help you get your first pull-up. So those are the five programs I have. And like I said, they're all right on that website. kind of talks through them, explains a little everything. And they're all 30-day programs. But like I said, I've had, well, I've had people do power abs, like level one. And they're like, okay, now I'm going to go through it again. And I want to do level two. So once you buy the program, you have access for life. So you can do the workouts as many times as you want. Nice. I'll link that in the video as well in the in the YouTube video and wherever else I can link it. I'll share it on Instagram for people to swipe up. So if anyone watching obviously does want to uh, get hold of that, check the video link or check my Instagram link. It will be there. Um, so I'll add that in. Um, I was going to ask where people can contact you and get involved in Power Apps, but you've already uh, covered that, yes. which is cool. Um, yeah. I'll ask you a random question because, well, not a random question. It is relevant, but a lot of people don't necessarily talk about um, the extent of have you had anyone that hasn't sort of hit the targets for your power abs workouts? So people that have messaged you and gone, I haven't got any results or whatever. And I know with yourself, you're going to, we always have to question, has someone actually truly applied themselves to a program? Because I've had that with personal training. They turn up, yeah, your program's not working, mate. And I'm like, well, you're meant to be training five times and you're training twice. Obviously not. So I was wondering if you've ever had to deal with that yourself and, and how you dealt with it. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, I, I definitely have. There has been people that have reached out. And I mean, some people, they're like, well, I felt a stronger core, but I haven't seen any changes in my abs. Or like you said, I haven't, you know, seen the results that everyone else is seeing, like what is going on. Um, and I mean, one thing that I've like kind of pride myself on in the program is 
you know, if it doesn't give you the results that you want, then we give you your money back. And yes, we have given people their money back because they're like, I didn't see the results that I want. Um, but then in that same message then I'm also like, okay, it's 10 minutes. Did you like truly fully apply yourself like to the limit during those 10 minutes? And I've had a mix, like some people are like, well, yes, I did everything that I could. And, and you're like, okay, well, if you say that you did, and if you thoroughly believe it, then more power to you. And maybe this program I'm, isn't for you. you I'm going to call bullshit. But, I'm going to call but, yeah. bullshit on those people. <laughs> no, definitely. Because I like, because then you see all these like incredible transformations that people make. And it's like, they're doing the same program as you. And like, some people obviously like have switched their nutrition and whatever, but I've seen transformate incredible transformations with people eating and doing exactly what they're doing outside of it and just following the program. And it's, it's astonishing, like how people change their body in 30 days. And so, yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I want to call BS on some people, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm, I try to be nice and I'm like, mm. okay, like I understand maybe, you know, just the program isn't built for you, but at least you tried it and you did your best kind of thing. But you know, deep down, no, you, you probably sat on the floor for the, cause there's a, there's a good amount of burpees. Some of you probably sat on the floor for the burpees, you know, yeah. <laughs> you didn't do yeah. the full extent that you could have, but who am I to say I didn't sit there and babysit you? So it is what it is. <laughs> Comes back to that mindset and accountability, I think, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people may purchase it, try it, and think it's not for them and try and look for a, a way, you know, way out of way out of it, basically, you know, and they may lie or, or whatever, and that's people, you know. But we all, I guess, <laughs> yourself, like you said, you, you want to sometimes call bullshit, but you, you have to put on your professional cap, you know, and be like, right, that's fine, yeah. da, 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 you know. Um, what's no, your, go on, sorry, go on. Uh, no, I was gonna say, because if you're willing to put in the work, then the results will come. Like you said, a lot of people are just looking for that quick fix, like snap your fingers, like, oh, it's 10 minutes, that'll, that'll be fine, that'll be easy. And it's far from easy, it's simple, but it's not easy. And yeah, they're like, oh, this is, this is gonna be a lot more work than I thought. And they're just not willing to put it in to see the changes, mm. but the people that are, it always shows. Have you ever tried uh, apple cider vinegar at all? Like drunk apple cider vinegar with warm water? Because I've got a friend of mine that swears by it and he's pretty chiseled and I'm like, eh, is, it, is it actually really good? So I don't know. Yeah. So I wondered if you'd ever tried it. Yeah, no, I actually have not. Uh, I remember like a couple of years ago when it started to become popular, I tried it for a few mornings and I don't know, I just didn't get into it. And I feel like it's one of those things like, you just have, if you're going to do it, then you have to make it a part of your consistent routine. It can't be like Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. <laughs> I do it. It's like one of those things. Like I wake up, I have my apple cider vinegar, like so with the warm water or whatever it is. Um, you have to make it a part of your routine. And no, I haven't tried that, but. It tastes horrible. Should. I don't know. <laughs> it tastes horrible. Honestly, I I'm on it. I'm doing it now because uh, obviously a colleague that I work with, he was just like, try it, mate. And I've lost. Yeah like quite a lot of uh, weight already so now I'm just trying to trim up and things and he's just like just try it mate give it a go like I do it look at me and I'm just like yeah okay I'm looking at you I'm gonna try it because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, like he's ripped that's it yeah, it's apple cider like vinegar so what you're like how hard can um, you be? how long have you been doing it for uh two weeks about that okay 
it's uh, it's kind of working. I think I feel less bloated. I know that, and I'm I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like, mm, I'm I'm getting there, but I need more. You know, I'm I'm very impatient. That's my problem. I'm very like I want it now. I need it now. <laughs> I think you and ninety five percent of other people in the world, <laughs> they're like, mm. oh, I ate healthy one meal. Why aren't I ripped yet? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah, I'm like that. Out workouts. Why aren't I shredded? I have the um I don't know whether you share the same same problem I don't I don't know if it's like a mental aspect but I can eat clean for like a month three weeks whatever I eat clean I have one bad meal and I'm like I look like crap now like, what has gone on I'm just look awful <laughs> I'm like one bad meal and that's it I look awful it's definitely yeah. in the head right psychologically yeah it it definitely is but you know that you ate bad and I think part of it mm. like something similar is like night that like if I don't sleep well and then my performance the next day is kind of weird and you're like or like you just wake up and you're like man I didn't sleep well today is going to be a really bad day and you're like I've already got in your head that it's going to be a bad day and it's like maybe it's not going to be and like you said the one meal isn't going to ruin you like yeah. I mean you might be bloated or whatever because carbs or sodium like you retain water but it doesn't matter like one meal is one meal but it does get in your head and play with you mentally yeah yeah that's uh it kills me but that's the way it is you know that's life and I'm sure loads of people can relate to that to an extent where we train hard and then we're like god damn it I've eaten beating that one KFC or McDonald's or whatever and you're just like what have I done yeah in the backside. you gotta realize it's the one time and that's when people ask me if I like cheat on my nutrition I'm like yes but when I do then I'm like I'm gonna make sure whatever it is that I end up eating is something that I really want and that I crave and I'm gonna thoroughly enjoy it and then after that just get back on track and like try not to beat yourself up and every once in a while I'm like okay I'm gonna eat this on Sunday because Monday's a big lifting day and I'm just gonna you know it's gonna feed my legs or whatever so I'm mm. like in my mind I'm like it's gonna help your lifting it's fine so it makes sense of it in my head <laughs> do, you, do you go crazy as well when you do it like do you go in so say you get a pizza extra large all the toppings. It's cheap. I'm having this cheap meal. I'm going in because I want right. it, you know? <laughs> no, I actually, I don't go in that hard, but I do always have ice cream. So whatever I end up cheating with, then ice cream's like my go-to. And so I'm like, okay, I'll eat. Like just like a dinner, um, dinner out, depending on what I'm craving at the time. And then there's always ice cream. And my favorite is like chocolate chip ice cream sandwich with vanilla ice cream rolled in sprinkles. So that's like nice. the go-to. I'm not going to do like a little, you know, like mini scoop of ice cream. If I'm going to do ice cream, I'm going to do ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I've got good self-discipline though, because I go, I go in. I'm like extra large. Uh, oh, yeah. That's probably why I feel like shit after, because I've, I've eaten so much. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I've been Your so bad like before. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> I've been so bad before. I'm like, if someone touches me now, I'm going to pop. Like, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, I think I need someone an ambulance. Like, like, this ain't good. Right. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> um, well, well, thank you for your time anyways. Is there anything you want to add on to the end where people can contact you, find you, post all your links and, and so forth, wherever? And the floor is yours anyways. Oh, thank you. Um, well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for letting me join and be a part of it. That was a great conversation, a lot of fun. Um, and then also just, I mean, where most people contact me is just my Instagram, Carrie Pierce CrossFit. Uh, people send you know, any kind of fun, crazy, whatever DMs or like comment on my posts. I'm usually good about following those and looking at those. If you guys have questions, whether it's related to training, to my power house program, to 
life, whatever it may be. Um, and then if you're more into Facebook, I also have a Facebook page, uh, Carrie Pierce, CrossFit Games athlete. Um, and then I actually just started a little small power abs group because like I said, the power abs is doing well. So it's cool to have like a separate community. That's just that. So those are the main three. And then if you want to email me, Carrie Pierce CrossFit at gmail.com. So, and then like I said, I said my, uh, the link earlier for all the programs, or if you want to learn a little more about me too, carriepierce.com. Nice and simple. So there's a lot of different ways you can find out more about me, contact me, ask me questions. Yeah. Perfect. So, um, yeah, I'll get you to send them over to me through Instagram so I can link them in the video if that's cool with you. Um, and yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming on. You've been a, been an awesome guest. Um, and it's been great to chat with you. So I really appreciate that. Of course. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you take care. And uh, hopefully we can have you on again soon, maybe later on in the year, catch up, see how your training's going and so on and see what your, I didn't ask you what your goals are actually as well. I, I, that totally went blank. I was meant to ask you, what, what are your goals this year? We'll quickly fire that off. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, the CrossFit games are kind of up in the air right now. So I'm just continuing to train and get fitter and fitter. Uh, my ultimate goal is to make it on the podium at the CrossFit games. So last year I was fifth place. I was doing really well. And then the final day I had a little slip up, um, but I was going hard. So that's what happens when you're going for the podium. So continuing to work on my weaknesses and work on my leg strength so that I will end up on that podium at the CrossFit Games. And then, I mean, outside of that, like I said, Power Abs is going really well. So I also just want to continue to grow that and spread the word and spread fitness and health and inspiration to others. Yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you for that. And like I said, we'll, we'll keep in touch anyways. Um, send me over the links and you take care. Thanks, you too. Yeah. Have a good one. Bye.